Hello and uh, welcome to the latest episode of the Mouth of the Time podcast. I'm, I'm John Crone, your host today, standing for, for Ian Kennedy, who has moved on to sort of pastures new, I suppose, over in Newcastle world. But I am joined by regular Miles Stafford. Just Miles, first off, how are you doing on this fine Friday afternoon? Good, thanks. We've, we've had our first pre- or pre-match press conference of the season. So uh, looking ahead to Sunday, first time to really talk to Steve Bruce at length. He's spoken a bit after some of the pre-season games, um, but uh, he's never spoken before a game at a, at a proper press conference, still on Zoom. Uh, Premier League protocols um, dictate for the time being. That's how we will continue to speak to managers. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. Quite a lot this morning, as you'd imagine. Joe Willock was uh, the first question. Yeah, it has been a while since since we've done this podcast. So uh, we are back in time for the new season and obviously back in time for the first sign of the summer. It is Joe Willock, obviously the man that Steve Bruce want, wanted and all all the one that, well, everyone that Newcastle fans want as well. Um, Miles, just for you, how big of a boost is, is Joe Willock coming back to Newcastle for, for the club, um, especially given you know, that there had been no arrivals previous to that, but... You know, Willick is a Reels fan's favourite and is, is one that can potentially help push the club forward this season. Yeah, well, he was he was a club's number one target. Steve Bruce has made no bones about that. And, and there's a reason for that. Uh, he, he was a big part of that run late last season. Uh, didn't start all those games, but he was scoring. That run of seven goals from seven games was, uh, was so important to the team. Um, he's young, he's talented, he's dynamic. He's, as we've seen, he's, he's got a goal or two in him. Um, he's a very important signer for this club. Though, the kind of caveat is, this doesn't make the squad any stronger. As it stands, the club's lost Andy Carroll, lost one or two fringe players who didn't play. Um, Christian Atsu, for example, was in the 25-man squad for the second half of the season. He didn't play. So as it stands, the the squad is still weaker than it was last season. Um, But this is, we'll take this as a first step and it's a very positive one. Um, this is something I wrote a week or two ago. The club's first pre- first preference was a loan, and that won't really surprise anyone, uh, given the club's finances and uh, the impact of COVID and, and so on. But Arsenal, for all, Arteta was quite coy um, about Willock this summer, suggesting you know he wanted to have a look at him, that there was a future at Arsenal. We could, we became clear over time that, that the club really wanted to sell him. They wanted the money to, to reinvest elsewhere. Um, and I think the question mark for us was, would Bruce have that kind of money to spend? We'd have one or two departures, players off the wage bill, the has gone as, as well. Um, you know, Mutu's off the wage bill. Um, so to, in fairness to the club, and this is what you know, Steve Bruce said, went above and, above and beyond um, his expectations in terms of getting Willock deal, you know, a deal worth more than £20 million, pounds, uh, a six-year contract, um, a very good contract, we understand. Um, so that that's a positive, but the, the squad still needs strengthening. We, I think we all think a striker or a, a forward is, a, is needed, though we understand Bruce is more looking at a defensive midfielder and a defender. Um, but uh, yeah, very positive. Great, great timing ahead of the first uh, game of the season. Hopefully, everything will get done in time for him to be involved. But he hasn't played much football at all this pre-season, so you'd imagine at best it'd be a case of coming off the bench 
uh, and it'll be over the following weeks that we'll really see Joe Willock uh, get up to speed. Yeah, I'd go along. I think, I think with Joe Willock, I think it's it's probably a, a clear example of stagnation, if anything. Um, I think Newcastle are better in a better position than they were one week ago, but from last season, they probably are about the same. But I think that in terms of this summer, I think Joe Willock is probably the, the biggest signing they could have made, to be honest. Um, the impact he had last season was, you know, second and on. I've never never seen a lone player come in and, and, and perform like that. Um, to be honest, I was I was surprised Arsenal didn't take a chance on him. I thought the way Arteta was speaking at the start of pre-season that they might have they might have taken him. Might have, yeah, took him on and gave him a chance. He scored against well, he was disallowed, but he scored against the against Chelsea in a pre-season friendly. Um, the ball had crossed the line, but it wasn't it wasn't given. So I, I thought I thought Willett was making an impact at Arsenal, um, but clearly clearly not, and it's it, it's Newcastle's gain. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him back back at St James's Park. He'll, you know, it, it's a great move from personally. I think he's, he's still only 21, and he'll be absolutely cherished up here. Um, so it's a good good step for him. Hard leaving his boyhood club, I can imagine. But um, as I say, it's Newcastle's gain. But in terms of any new signings, Miles, can you see anyone else coming through through the door at the moment? Well, importantly, the club's got those two loan slot loan slots available, domestic loans, and I think. That's where we'll be looking over the coming weeks. And, and invariably, in, in the summer window, the loans will get done very late in the day when clubs know what permanent business they've done. So I think we're going to have to wait and, and see on that one. Uh, there will be players on loan, but are they, are they going to make an impact? You know, Willick did. Um, we've had other loans come and make an impact at this club. Um, but that's the way things are looking. Um, again, Steve Bruce, managing, it, managing expectations a little bit. Um, uh, quite quite coy on what's next. Well, the point one point he did make is that club's got a full twenty five man squad uh, if you count everyone up. Um, so the suggestion there would have to be movement out of the door. Um, in terms of uh, yeah, I think Matty Longstaff now would count as part of that twenty five man squad. He was an under twenty one player last season. So um, you, you're looking to see, I guess, first of all who. Who would potentially uh, be be moved out to make space? Um, but the, I think there's a little bit of room for them to get one or two loans in. Um, we've seen the club link with other players in terms of permanent deals, but uh, I think more likely uh, are loans. Yeah, what what can you see happening with sort of the, the futures of potentially a Freddie Woodman? Now I know he's going to start on on Sunday against West Ham. Steve Bruce already confirmed that, but. You know, when Martin Dubravka comes back and, and Carl Darlow gets back up to sort of full fitness after COVID, do you think loaning Woodman out is still an option, or do you think he's he's got to stay for the season, or you know maybe January at the at the earliest? I think I think that literally is in in Woodman's hands. Really, he's got a big opportunity here, and if he takes that chance, it's hard to see him him being loaned out. The the kind of the other side of that question is the name for goalkeepers, as was kind of mooted a, a few weeks ago. In that twenty-five man squad, um, Bravka's a, a, a you know a shoe in for a place. Carl Darlow too, you imagine Woodman if he plays well. Do you name Mark Gillespie as well? Or was he um, potentially going to be loaned out and you know for for, for half or the or the whole season? So there's an interesting decision there. Um, it, it would be hard, even given these circumstances, it'd be hard to justify taking four places out of that squad. With goalkeepers, um, as much as you want to be fair to everyone, um, Carl Darlow, you know, we, we would hope would be 
you know, recovering, recovering steadily from COVID. You know, we've, we've seen him back on the training pitch, which is great. Um, to Bravka, of course, we, we, we're less sure in terms of his time of scale coming back on that uh, foot surgery. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's in, in, in Woodman's hands. Let's hope he, he takes this chance uh, and, and he stays at the club because he's spent a lot of time away from the club. He's waited patiently, something Bruce said again today. Um, and he's earned this chance. Let's, let's let's see how he does. He's still still very young in goalkeeper terms, but goalkeeping terms. But he's got that experience which he, he was really missing when he came in for those cup games um, you know, three or four years ago. Yeah. So obviously Bruce has confirmed that that Woodman will start. Uh, you spoke to him this morning, miles ahead of ahead of West Ham. Is there any other team news that Steve Bruce uh, provided? Well, in terms of outfield players, only Paul Dummett's missing, which is a positive. Um, there's obviously been injuries, COVID kind of issues around the squad. Um, players missing games, um, so Maximum and, and Wilson in particular, they're fit, which is important. Um, let's hope they're fit enough to start. Uh, and let's hope Paul Dummett isn't too far behind them in terms of, because uh, I thought he did very well back into last season. Yeah, Colin Wilson and Alan St. Maximum um, look to be in the, in, well, will be in the fold for, for Sunday, do you expect them to start? You think? I know Steve Bruce has spoken in the past about, you know, trying to preserve them and then sort of manage them right. But do you think we'll both of them fit that they'll, they'll start, or do you think he might go for a Dwight Gale, who obviously ended uh, preseason on a high with the two goals against Norwich? I, I think they've they've both come back from their, uh, they're both fit from their injuries. So I'd expect them to start. Well, I think what's important for Steve Bruce and our club is to get on a positive start. They need to get on the front foot to get the fans behind the team and behind Bruce, Bruce if that's possible. Um, so I think he's going to, he'll, he'll go with his strongest team and that's got to include Wilson and Sam Maximum. Yep. And then just during the press conference, we are, we obviously got out the news that um, Chris Hoggard left for MK Adons, uh, the under 23s manager, had been there since February 2020. Um so I spoke to him in pre-season. I, I thought Chris Hogg came across really well, to be honest. Um, spoke well about the development of players. They had a clear identity in terms of uh, ball possession, which I suppose is, is generally the, the sort of the under-23 style across the country. But I just thought he, he spoke really well. He was he was a local lad, albeit he's from Millsborough. But, you know, he, he did seem to get the club. Um, so he's off to MK Adond, which I think really is a is a good move for him. Um under 23s football is, is very different to men's football. Um, and he's going to a decent sort of club in, in League One as a, as assistant manager. Um, potential replacements, Miles. I know Peter Ramage applied for the for the job when Chris Hogg did. Do you feel like that would be a good uh, replacement for Chris Hogg or do you feel like the club might indeed look further afield? We didn't get any kind of clarity on 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 that in the statement the club issued this morning. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was a job Peter Ramage had, um, we understand, applied for when Chris Hogg got the job. In the end, um, Peter, you know, former Newcastle United defender, came in and, and is his kind of uh, number two at that level. He's been working a bit with the under-18s in pre-season, uh, but that was just part of, as I understand it, his, his personal development. So certainly in, in the interim, I would imagine... Um, Peter Ramage would step up and he's certainly a very strong candidate to take, to take the role uh, going forward. Yeah, so just, just to finish off then, um, I think we've, we've covered more spaces ahead of ahead of the weekend, but a prediction, Miles, uh, West Ham, obviously the, 
had a good season last year. We'll be playing Europa League football this year, so it'll be interesting to see how how they end up. But um, they are fresh heading into the weekend. How do you think Newcastle will fare against West Ham? Well, it's, St James's Park is going to be fuller, if if not or or, or almost full. There's, there's not too many tickets left on sale. Um, this will be the first time we've seen a full St James's Park since February 29th last year. I think that crowd's going to play a big part uh, on Sunday. Um, everyone's more or less everyone's fit in terms of outfield players. Wilson's fit, some maximum fit. We hope those two play. I'm going to go uh, for a home win 2 1. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident as well, to be honest. It's, it's been a, an up and down pre season, but I never, I never take notice of pre season results, to be honest. I never have. You, you like to see Newcastle win, but at the end of the day, it never really matters enough. The one I always point towards, example wise, is the late Norwich one. I think it was about 10 years ago now, but it still sticks firmly in the mind when they went and got beat 6 0 at late Norwich. And then obviously, when it got promoted after by clearing out all the most of the decks in the, in the, in the changing room. Um, yeah, we, we, maybe we should do. We could do a whole podcast on that pre season. There was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was one of the more interesting ones I've, I've, I've covered in my time too in this job. But uh, yeah, that's maybe one for another day. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, so. I'm going to go. With, I'm going to go for two 0 win Newcastle. I think. Uh, I think Alan Saint Maxims and get on the get on the score sheet. And I think Callum Wilson as well. He likes getting goals against uh, West Ham as he did on the opening day of last season. So, uh, yeah, I've got a bit of confidence about us. Um, fingers crossed that they do get a result because, as I say, the it's really important to get off to a to a strong start. I think as you as as you touched upon earlier, Miles. Um, I think you've seen in pre-season that if, if if Newcastle don't get off to a strong start, then I think the fans are ready to, to turn on Steve Bruce Alton um, and St James's Park isn't the nicest of places to be when the fans get on get on top of you. So I think that's crossed the start with three points. But um thanks everyone for listening. Short but sweet, I think we can we can call that podcast there. Um but we will aim to bring you on every week. I know Mel's is, is off on holder for the next fortnight now, so I'll, I'll be stepping in for the West Ham game. I'm off to Blackpool, so you'll get the pleasure of uh, <laughs> pleasure of St James's Park on Sunday, and uh, that'll be quite something, I think, to see the stadium full or, or or almost full after all this time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, it's exciting to see that fans are going to be back. I think it's going to be near a sold-out capacity. Looking at early ticket sales, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And Miles, and enjoy your holiday. Thank you. But cheers, everyone, for listening. You can uh, catch this podcast at Mouth of Town on Twitter. It's available on all our usual outlets in terms of Spotify and other um, retailers as well.